Welcome back to another episode of Expectations versus Reality with Chloe and Emma. She's Emma. And she's Chloe. And today we're going to be talking about expectations versus reality of stress. And I got a lot of that. Me too. (laughs) Start us off, Chloe. Tell us about your magic stress-relieving lady. So I went away to college and I just kept getting super sick and Emma knows all the backstory about it and we tried everything they did um testing blood work they did um what it is they did um lactose lactose um testing to see if i was lactose intolerant they did gluten i see a nutritionist so she made a million different diet changes and we had um no milk no eggs no wheat anything and everything that you can think of was taken out of my diet and um, they even did a colonoscopy and an endoscopy, and they woke me up from the anesthesia from the procedure and looked at me and told me I was nothing but healthy. So I knew there was something wrong when I couldn't feel when I didn't feel well and couldn't function five out of the seven days of the week. Um, so I came back home from school and we kind of thought it was like college food because you know I'm a college food isn't the best. It's, it's horrendous, it's, <laughs> and that's coming from someone who eats everything like I I can't really think of a time I didn't find something I didn't like and even I was sitting there one day I'm like this is green beans how did you mess up (laughs) yeah they kind of do mess up a lot of things in the dining hall um so but even when I came home from school I was still really sick and doctors just like kind of had no answer um they thought maybe I needed more fiber in my diet maybe less fiber in my diet but my nutritionist tried everything and anything and we were just like all out of answers and the doctor was like oh you'll get better soon and my nutritionist was like well we have to find an answer because we can't keep doing this so um 20 years ago my mom found this person who tried to help her um get pregnant because she had difficulty getting pregnant and she specialized in like herbs and medicine and things like that so my mom like wanted me to give her a call and I didn't really think anything of it I never even heard of this like type of um medicine or anything like any treatment kind and when I tell you I was sick for eight and a half months almost a year um she fixed me in about one day the magic herbal lady (laughs) It really is something that you have to believe in, and I still don't really know if I, like... Like, I know it works, like, and I n- believe in what she does, but I've just... It's another way of life, I guess. She not only fixed your whole entire body at this point, <laughs> she was always hearing her abdomen, her, like, everything. My, My lactic acid processing? If you believed in the Easter Bunny as a kid, as a giant bunny that hopped into your house and brought you eggs to hide, I think you can believe the magic herbal lady. <laughs> but they didn't know what it was, and they brought it down to that I was stressed. But I don't know. Emma deals with a lot of stress, but she doesn't have the loss of hearing and lactic acid stuck in her. Stress is my default setting. Me too. Agreed. We also have another special guest here today that Emma is currently sitting with. 
Yes, Chloe's dog pup refuses to leave me alone and is was let well technically was laying on my computer earlier and I learned that the only way to have her not lay on my computer is to pet her. Yes. It's a, it's great, a great stress reliever. A therapy dog. One hundred percent. I I told my parents, I was like, I think when I go to college you should just let me get a, like an emotional support animal to go through like you know I have anger issues and stuff like that. And they're like, no. So I was like, okay, I'll get a guard dog then. You know, living in D.C., crime rates, stuff like that. My dad's like, you're not going to need a guard dog. You're going to have the VP uh, Secret Service detail watching you. I'm like, can they at least have a dog with them? He's like, sure. I want the dog. That's all I care about. Pup makes a good emotional support animal. We even took her in my car before this. Like, Pup, Pup and I have been, like, connected at the hip for the hour I've been here. Pup is um, learning to leave, relieve her stress through Emma, too. We're all learning. So, Emma, how are some expectations how you think people deal with stress in versus reality? You know, some people go get their hair done, go get their nails done, go for a run. I lift heavy weights and I put them back down. <laughs> so go into more details about that at your gym. What do you do? Well, you know that um, Saturday Night Live skin? They're like, we're here to pump you up. And they do like, the clap. It's I think they're like, like um, they have like the, like the Eastern European accents. Mm-hmm. That literally is what I do. Literally. And that's why at college, I was in the gym for like three hours a day. It's good to be in the gym for three hours a day. No, I I have to go to the gym. I go f- five to six days a week on my day off. So I run because it's like the only stress relieving I have. That and usually writing is my stress relief. But then I stress myself out from the writing. writing. Yeah, and then all of a sudden it's three in the morning. And I'm making a giant like five by five feet, like five by five feet poster board on how everyone's connected. And who murdered the son of the Greek prince. It's very stressful at three in the morning sometimes. I would say that's pure dedication right there. It's hanging up on my wall. Yeah, I would say that's pure dedication. My dad, one day, I'm staring at this poster. And he's like, what is this? I'm like, well, I have all these characters and all of them are connected. And I have to know how they're connected. My dad's like, why are so many of them highlighted blue? I'm like, those are the people that die at the end. And he's like, and who are the people in green? I'm like, they're the ones that killed those people. And he's like, oh. I'm like, yeah. I go, and they're all 17. He's like, I'm just going to go walk away now. Yeah. Things get very stressful. We all have to process it in our own way. Fictional, may I add? I'm going to put that disclaimer there. This is all fictional. Emma has never murdered anyone. Chloe has never murdered anyone. I mean, I we're not criminals. I, mean, I did take out like a bird on my way here, trying because it hit my car. But it was like a stupid bird too. It was like one of those ugly like. It was like one of those like um, was it, like the European spallings like that Shakespeare fan brought over, and now they're like infesting everything. Did uh that cause you a lot of stress? No. No, not that <laughs> one at all. <laughs> not that one. No, not at all. So, 
should we also go into how um, acupuncture is a good stress reliever? Yes, you need to talk about how she fixed your cold and your ear, the magic herbal lady. Yes, so apparently your Hold body... For this wild ride you guys are about to go on. The FD, FDA CDC could never do what this woman does. Your local doctor, not even at the par with this woman. It was actually, I went for a session on Wednesday, very relaxing. But however, when I was laying there, I started to think about the needles that she was putting in me. And I slightly started to freak out. So it wasn't about, re- it wasn't relaxing for about five minutes. But then she like made me fall asleep because she put me into such a relaxing state. She started to have a conversation with me and I was not present. So, but yeah, so when I went away to school, the back of my earring got stuck in my ear and like the ear lobe, I guess I should clarify. Um, but they had to surgically remove it. And a week after, I could not hear anything out of my left ear. People would talk to me in class. I just wouldn't be able to hear anything. Like, I felt that I was yelling at people. Like, Emma knows. Like, I felt that I was, like, screaming at people. And so, finally, my mom's like, oh, you should go back and, like, see what they can do and whatever. And um, she did a little bit of acupuncture. And it relieved all of the pressure in my body. And I was able to hear. And it did not have anything to do with my uh, earring getting stuck in the back. It was just a coincidence that it happened. It was that when my back and my neck went out of alignment, there was so much pressure building up that it tr- like it manifested through the body. And that was how the body responded. So she cured you. Of- Didn't she call it like your dark energy or something? I was consumed by stress. That. That's what it was. I remember it was something she called it, what, or like the toxins or something. Oh, the toxins were yeah, the toxins were um consuming my body. That's it's it sounds like venom from Spider Man. Like you know how like <laughs> like it takes over him. Yeah, that's what the toxins were doing. You almost turned into venom and had a really shitty movie made for you. Missed my opportunity. Thank God you're back to being in your Spider Man like yeah. personality so to have like three movie franchises so it'd be very good mm-hmm. i missed the opportunity there but i went to the doctor i don't even think i told emma this i went to the doctor and they did a ct scan and they told me that i had nothing wrong and that the hearing loss i was just born with it and i asked the doctor i said how is that possible i'm 19 years old you missed it for 18 years he's like oh i guess it just happened by now we were at Outback when we got that call. We were. Because <laughs> yeah, I was eating chicken fingers. Yes. You were having a salad because you had to show me up and be healthier. And I was like, I want the chicken fingers. I remember we were standing there and I was talking about my my last job with you. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, it's my doctor. And you answered it and you like hung up. You're like, yeah, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm like, but the magic herbal lady fixed you. She did. And also, you had vegetables, so you were balanced. I did. I did. I had, like, broccoli pieces with that. And they gave me, like, squash. I hate squash. So that kind of knocked out back down a couple notches, but the chicken fingers were still superb. You know what causes a lot of stress in your life? If Outback forgets the brown bread with the butter. That's not stress. That's satanic. (laughs) If I do not get the bread 
And I will only eat that bread with the butter they give us. I will not, like, if I go home with it, like, you could take, take it in. I will not have Land O'Lakes with it. I will only have the Outback butter. You cannot mix butters. You cannot. It, it's, it doesn't taste the same. It's a high tense situation. Yes. It's the woodhead rule. You must eat brown bread at Outback. Oh, it, we used to fight my family. Like, we were that family. We would cut it down to, like, the inch to make sure everyone had an equal piece. That's a high-stress uh, situation there. I always cheated and make sure I got the bigger piece. That's the way to go. I would, like, crunch it and be like, no, see, look how smaller this piece is. But when you uncrunched it, it was the biggest. It's a good tip for everyone. And when my brother was little and didn't realize it, I used to give him, like, really, really small pieces. And then he, like, grew up and was like, whoa. Can't do that anymore. I was like, I'm still going to do it. So for all you listeners, that's how you uh, get your brown bet at Outback. So do you have anything to say about stress, Emma? It's an interesting topic. I can talk about stress all day long because I am probably the most uptight, high-strung person you have ever met in your life. And I, like... People actually don't realize how much I am because I, like, play it down a lot and I try to, like, act. So, like, if we're ever, like, right before a test, I'm like, yeah, like, it's going to be whatever. I'm internally dying on the inside. Yeah. Literally, because all I ever did in school was school and softball. And I still, that's the only thing I do is school, softball, and the gym and work. So, I mean, like, it's stress is something that I deal with a lot because I have problems with not being able to control what I can't control I have like massive control issues for anyone who knows we can't control the controllables why do you think I like to drive so much why I I don't like being in the passenger seat because I don't like not being able to control the car I'm the same way though I'm not a good passenger you know who's not a good passenger you know her very well Marcy I love your mom. I would be a passenger in your mom's car. It's like the one that few extensions. Ask anyone when my mom, when I was learning to drive, that was a high stress situation for Marcy always because she always thought she was going to die. Le- teaching anyone how to drive is a high stress thing. It's like, did you take driver's ed? No. Driver's <laughs> ed? Driver's ed. Hold on. We should go into Emma's story. That was a high stress situation, right? Should you, um, Tell the story about your driver's ed instructor about how he sold. Didn't he sell houses? Ernie, the man. <laughs> okay. So, for anyone who's ever taken driver's ed, it is all like very old men. Like, I'm talking men. They're like in their 60s, 70s, 80s. Your dog won't let me like move. It's a hard day at work. She, she's back on my computer now, <laughs> she's on the keyboard. Pop. A little interruption from our guest. This is stressful. This is stressful. Like, who have thought? Yes. So we're driving, and it's me and three other kids in the car and Ernie. And he's taking us places. Like, we're going to Piermont. If anyone's ever been to Piermont, Nyack area, it's a cliff. It's a gigantic <laughs> cliff. 
and they're very tiny roads. Very, it was it was kind of scary. And he's going, and so one kid is driving, and we're on like this very 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 thin road, and it's cliff on one side that goes up, and there's cliff on the other side. There's like no railing or anything. It's a two way street, but it's not thick enough for two cars. We are on the end of this road, and it's me and the two kids about to go to die. This is it. We we thought we were gonna die. All of a sudden, we're just like, wait, stop! So the girl driving slams on the brakes. We go flying forward. He's like, I just sold this house. The couple's really nice. I mean, I loved Ernie. I thought he was great. I defend this man to the end of my life i just wish it wasn't drivers and i met him i wish he was our classroom teacher not the driving teacher because he was a lot to handle but i really liked him and then my other instructor was joel and he was like super chill super calm and i liked joel he was like our main one or he was our substitute because joel went to paris for a month but joel's living his best life my driver's ed teacher or driving instructor um, knew your dad, and that's how I got his contact information. Wait, what? He knew your dad. How? I don't remember. I think it was maybe something to do with hockey, but like he knew um, your dad. So that and like he would always talk about your dad, like on our driving things, and it would calm me down because it was something familiar to me when I was driving on these unfamiliar roads. I'm trying to figure this out now. I was like, I was like, I'm aware of this situation. He said I he played hockey this, with his, your dad. I never heard this. Was it Roger? I think so, yeah. I took him with Roger, too. <laughs> so that's how yes. Now I, now I think about it, I think Roger did. Yep. And he would always talk about your dad. There was one time, though, we were talking about your dad, and I started to make a, I started to cut a car off, but he told me to go. And so then he just slammed on his brakes, and everybody blew their horn around, and it was like, blew their horn at us, and it was a very high-stress situation. That just blew my mind. I did not know this. I didn't know you took driver, like driving lessons with Roger. Mm-hmm. I love my dad. I love that you guys talked about him. <laughs> my dad, like, oddly knows a lot of people and I don't understand like how he knows all these people but he like knows everyone and knows just somehow like everything about them but, like a lot of people he knows through like the secret service I don't know if anyone like out there listening has anyone really in the secret service they know everyone and you'll find them everywhere it's like such a small like group of them we were someplace we were in Florida I think in like Disney World or something also, my dad just turns. He's like, "So and so, what are you doing here?" <laughs> that is such an Ed thing to do, though. Unlike the unlike the line to "It's a Small World," I'm like, "How do you, we could probably drive to like Bangkok? Well, not drive, fly to Bangkok right now, and walk around, and probably know someone that my dad knows. Like, there's just so like everyone in the Secret Service knows everyone because it's so small, and so they're just every." Like, when my mom and my grandma and I went down to Texas, we went to Dallas and Waco and San Antonio, my dad gave us three phone numbers for the heads of the FBI, uh, not FBI, the Secret Service offices in Dallas and San Antonio. He was like, yeah, I know these people. When I went to D.C. with my school, he gave me, like, all the addresses and everything. He's like, yeah, just go here. 
It's like wild. Ed's your guy. I love my dad. He's great. So, but I think we've shared a lot about our stressful situations and life stories that come with dysfunction. Dysfunction is my life. Like not not my life, my mental state constantly. Like I like I'm getting so off topic and you're just gonna have to deal with it, like everyone listening. Have you ever taken the Meyer Briggs test? No. Yeah. We're gonna take the Myers Briggs test together. And it's like the sixteen and they sixteen personality types and they tell you everything about but it's not like your zodiac, like it's something like you take you your dog just licked my microphone. <laughs> Our dog. This is a stressful filming day, apparently. <laughs> if I take my hand off your dog's like fur, she freaks out. She she must be. Don't go on so stress. Yeah, no, I'm sorry, but if you take the Myers Briggs, it's like fifty questions they ask you. They're like in depth, and it gives you like one of sixteen personality types. And I got. I always get INTJ. So if anyone out there is in their INTJ. I know we're the superior people and that's okay. But um, it's always like, yeah, you know how to like deal with things, this and that. I'm like, I mentally panic when I can't go to the gym to relieve my stress. How am I an INTJ? But me, me and my dad are the same way. Both of us, buildings falling down around us, perfectly fine. Can't get the TV to turn on, World War Three. <laughs> that I believe. There are times I'll, like, I broke up a fight at college. And, like, it was two people that were, like, high, like, on LSD or something. Leveled both these two. to Like, I had to break up the fight, took one to the ground, had to restrain one of them. Perfectly fine. Could not get the gym door unlocked to get my softball bag one day for practice. I was ready to burn the gym down. (laughs) Not surprised. But... I think we put the fun and dysfunctional. We need to put down a shirt. That is when we drop merchandise. That is going to be the thing we sell. There we go. That's the new line of our podcast: putting the fun and dysfunctional. That's the motto. Like that. That's gonna be it. There you go. I just made us a million dollars. A billion dollars, Jeff Bezos. Watch out. <laughs> well, I think we've covered it all, and we hope to see you back for another episode of expectations versus reality with emma and chloe and we're signing off for now see you guys next time